welcome, welcome, welcome all to the first pilot episode of Budding Business. I'm your host, Sean Kuhn, and today is the first step in a long journey of personal growth and hopeful internet stardom. So with that out of the way, I might as well lay out the plan of what we have going on today. Uh, for starters, I'm going to give a recap of what we've been doing in Tiger's Inc. as of late. Uh, then after that, we're going to go to our interview with Mrs. Viox, and then my closing thoughts, followed by some pretty cool outro music. Uh, if you were just listening to that and were wondering what is Tiger's Inc., uh, go ahead, pause this now, and go listen to the trailer episode I put out a couple of days ago. It briefly explains who we are as an organization, you know, what our goals are, what our mission is. So if that describes you, go ahead, stop now, listen to that, and it should be like, I don't know, maybe four minutes, and then come right back here. And otherwise, uh, some things we have going on as of late. Uh, by the time of this release, we will have put on the dodgeball tournament up at the high school. And we're really excited about this because, you know, we remember all those tournaments that we did from 5th to 8th grade. And, you know, we missed them, I'm sure, just as much as you guys did. Because I don't think there's, there's been one up at the high school in at least two years. So we're glad to bring that back and put on a good show for everybody. Uh, we also have a event called Loveland U coming up where we're going to meet together with some members of our community and discuss some of the issues, successes, and failures that our school went through during you know, COVID-19. So we hope that we can address some of those problems and come out with some good solutions. And another thing as of late that we've done, uh, just a couple weeks ago, we uh, had an event where a food truck came up and gave lunch to some of our staff and teachers up at Loveland High School. So we gave some appreciation to those who need it most here at Loveland, the teachers and staff, while supporting a local business at the same time, which in this case was Jay's Fish Tacos. So, hey, that is a win-win if I've ever seen one. So on the topic of teachers, uh, for our first episode, given that, you know, we are a school-based, student-led nonprofit, we figured we should interview a teacher. And who better to do that than Mrs. Viox? She has been a teacher at Loveland for quite a long time. She specializes in classes relating to financial literacy and career planning. So, without further ado, I'm going to cut to our interview with Mrs. Viox, led by myself and Alex Wolf. See you there. studio it is 7:09 in the morning so please forgive us if we have any lapses in judgment but we are here with mrs viox today you have been teaching here for how long uh, about 24 years <sighs> you've lived here almost your whole life i've lived here my whole life wow yes so you are speaking to a living legend right now exactly how does it feel to be in this room at this point in your life super exciting yes i love yes. loveland so that being said, what has kept you here for so long? So uh, I grew up in Loveland. I graduated from Loveland High School. Super exciting news is I met my husband in Spanish class at Loveland High School. Perfect. Yes. Yeah, so I raised my family here. My husband and I, both of our children graduated from Loveland. And, um, you know, I've watched Loveland grow from a very average school district to um, the excellent school district is today, and I think it's been a very fun journey, so I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Hmm. So given that you've been here for so long and you've taught a various amount of classes here, what would you say you think has left like the biggest impact on students from anything that you've done? I know it's, it's going to be hard to narrow it down. 
But like, what, what would you say is the thing that you've noticed the most impact on? The most impact on students. Well, hopefully, it's still to come, honestly, because mm -hmm. I am uh, most excited about all of our new classes and our new programs. And um, I love our new financial literacy program. Um, the state of Ohio is now jumping on board and making financial literacy a required standalone class. Um, and uh, we just expanded our business program over the last couple of years. We're offering marketing. Tigers Inc., financial accounting, um, classes that we haven't offered here in probably uh, close to 20 years. So I think uh, giving students the financial literacy, which is something that's going to impact them for the rest of their life, um, is probably um, academically things that impact them. But hopefully, personally, um, I really like to make a connection with my students. I'm very involved, hopefully, in all aspects of the students' academic and social life here as far as attending their events, um, just being supportive of their whole school life. So hopefully that's impactful to them. I do keep in touch with former students. They'll come back just to tell me how they've done and I see a lot of successes, so. So the best is yet to come is what you're saying. I hope so, because <laughs> I'm very excited about all of our new classes. Yes. So some of those classes include, I think I've been a part of a couple of these. I've been in your college study skills class before, your marketing class. So since you have been teaching a lot of these newer curriculums, has there been any challenges in adapting to it? Or have they been, are, are these challenges that you're willing to take on just because of how passionate you are about it? Oh, there are always challenges. And I think that is um, teaching uh, the elective courses is um the challenges are if you, everything's always new. Um, I taught uh, remedial reading here for 10 years. Um, so I taught in the business department, then I went and taught in reading for 10 years, then I came back uh, to teaching the technology and business courses. Um, and one of the first courses I taught was computer applications. Let me tell you, computer applications had changed in 10 years. <laughs> so. I had to relearn all of the new updated software. Um, software is always changing. The business world is always changing. And although I worked in the business world, it had been it's been 20 years. So, you know, always trying to stay on top of current trends. You know, I feel like it's my responsibility to keep students, you know, abreast of what's happening right now. So, keeping in touch with people in the business world. Um, you know going to seminars, staying in touch with business people, bringing as many people into the classroom as possible, um, making sure students know what's happening right now is a challenge because um, you know teaching is a full-time job. Mm -hmm. So um, it's not like my curriculum stays stagnant. It's always changing. So I'd say that's the biggest challenge, but it's also the thing that's the most exciting about what I do because I enjoy learning you know, it is what my passion is. I loved when I worked in the business world, so I enjoy learning about what's happening out there. Um, and it keeps me, um, I don't know, keeps me young, I think. Hmm. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So you were saying before that you worked in the business world. If I remember correctly, you were a traveling salesperson, right? Uh, both. I traveled and did local, yes. Okay. So what made you go down that path originally? Um, so when I, when I was in high school, you know how you guys take all the interest surveys all the time? So my number one job that came up all the time was teaching. 
and at the time I was like, hmm, I don't, I don't know about that. You know, I really want to get out, see the world. Um, you know, I've been here my whole life. I'm not sure about school right now. Um, I want to see what's out in the world. And when I went to school, I um, chose business. And honestly, originally, um, I picked accounting because it was my favorite class. It was my favorite class in high school. It was my favorite class in college. And my first job was in accounting. And honestly, I hated it. <laughs> I, I, it was boring. Um, I sat at a desk. I didn't interact with people very much. And um, I ran into my old boss from um, when I worked in high school. And I, she asked me what I was doing. I told her I was doing accounting. And she said, you? <laughs> Why are you doing accounting? You like people too much. Come work for me in sales. And I did. And I absolutely loved it. And um, so I did that for 10 years. And I did travel with uh, my, with my uh, last sales job. And then I just got to the point where I didn't want to travel anymore. And many, many, many of my family members were teachers. I kind of always had in the back of my mind that was something that all my surveys always told me that's what I should do. It was always in my family. We, everyone was talking about teaching all the time. So it was really the first career I looked at after sales. Hmm. So I guess what made you, um, what did you like most about your sales job? Was it the travel? Was it the people to people interaction? People to people interaction. It was fast paced. It was competitive. It was, I was in my twenties. I had a lot of energy. You met people all the time. Um, you know, just the people interaction, which is, you know, very similar to my job now. Mm -hmm. I like people. Um, I like to work with people. Um, I like high energy. Um, so it was really fun. Um, I'll, I'll tell you one, I worked at Coney Island uh, for a long time. And um, one really super fun event we had there was, um, I think it was 1988, the governor's conference was here in Cincinnati. So all the governors from across the country came for a huge event. We planned events. That was my job, was to sell and plan events. Um, they came to Coney Island for a big evening event. And uh, they all came down by riverboat. And Dick Clark was the entertainment for the oh, night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you just got to do things that were um, different and fun and just experiences that I just never would have had. And at the time, Governor Bill Clinton was in attendance that night. Really? Who ended up becoming the president, obviously. So it was just super interesting. Um, some really fun things that I just wouldn't have got to experience and then now can you know bring to the classroom. Didn't know that then though. <laughs> um, when I was uh, traveling in Chicago, you know, again, in my 20s, it was a big city, it was fun, it was exciting. Um, I worked for a hotel, uh, the Omni Hotel chain back then. And one of the benefits we gave our business travelers was that they had uh, transportation into the loop for their business meetings every morning, and that transportation was a limo. So I got to take that. So every morning I would get a limo to drop me off to my first appointment every morning. So here he was, this little young girl from Loveland, Ohio, and nobody dropped off by a limo every morning. <laughs> it was fun, just a little fun thing. So you obviously were not afraid to take like new steps in your career and like change like what you wanted to do. Um, along those same lines, kind of, are there any like common errors you see when students are picking out like what career they wanted to do? Yeah, I do think that that is 
a big error is people are really worried about like, what am I going to do for the rest of my life? And I tell students, you know, you're going to be working for like 40 years. You're 17, you're 18. Don't worry about what you're going to do for the rest of your life. Worry about what's, what are you, what are you excited about right now? Go try it. You know, see where it takes you. You're going to meet people. You're going to see jobs. You're going to try things. And you have no idea what that's going to lead into. And as I mentioned, you know, my first sales job came from my boss that I worked for when I was in high school that I happened to run into at dinner one night, five years later. You have no idea where your life's going to lead you. There are jobs that are going to be available in the future that don't exist today. You know, my, my son had no idea what he was going to do when he went to college. And literally the job that he has today, he's 24 years old. The company did not have a plant here in the United States when he was in college. And the job that they have for him, they created during his interview. Hmm. So that would be the advice is don't, don't get so hung up on what do I want to do for the rest of my life. You're not committing to the rest of your life. Um, also, I think that students really worry about what other people think. Like, well, what if I choose a different path than everybody else is doing? What if I go to a different school? What if I want to do something a little non-traditional? Am I going to be judged? Do what you want to do. Follow your heart. Okay. Yeah. Um, this is kind of shifting gears a little bit, more as like your life as a teacher, like kind of your experience. Um, is there anything that you think the education system can do better? Like what have they done? Do you think they've let down the students without emphasizing financial literacy? A hundred percent, yeah. Um, about half of Americans don't expect to have enough money to retire right now. Um, credit card debt has reached an all-time high. 40% uh, of Americans can't afford a $400 emergency right now. So. Um, you know, and to that, a lot of people just don't have the education and the tools it, to make the right decisions. It's really just like when students get in trouble with grades, it's really hard to pull yourself out of that bad situation instead of starting out in a great situation. So I think that um, it's really important for our students to be exposed to these topics when they're really young and they'll have the tools and the knowledge to start out their life before they're in the position where they're making these really big decisions. You know, students are taking on very large amounts of student debt um, for, college, for college loans before they even ha understand what a loan is and how a loan works. So um, they'll have the tools and the knowledge to begin saving and investing early, to know that they have to start saving for retirement very young, um, and they'll know how to use credit wisely. Um, we, um, as Americans, are responsible now for our own retirement. And um, it's just a, it's a new way of preparing for the future. And I think, I think students need it desperately. Okay. So what aspect of financial literacy do you think either people are usually most lacking? This doesn't have to just be students. Yeah. Like, where do you think people usually are lacking the most? Or where should they be focusing more attention on? Should it be like investing? Should it be on, um, I guess, well, like you said, like learning how loans work? Yeah, I think right now it's understanding credit, debt management, and number one right now is, uh, you know, our, our entire um, 
generationally, the way we handle retirement has changed. So for many, many years, people relied on pensions. So we, people didn't have to think about, oh, I need to start saving for retirement in my 20s because companies really took care of retirement for our grandparents, our great-grandparents. And that's not the case anymore. So it's really difficult for people to think about retirement when you're 24 years old, even 30 years old, 34 years old. But if we wait until we're 40 or 50, when retirement starts to look like it might be on the horizon, it's too late. So just understanding conceptually that retirement is something we have to think about in our 20s is really important. Hmm. And then also um, understanding how not to get drowned in debt early on. I think those are super important. So retirement is going to obviously um, go hand in hand with investing. So. Well, I'm glad you said that because I honestly had not thought about retirement at all. I mean, I'm almost 20. Right. So I guess that's a nice wake-up call. Yeah. But Start when you're in your 20s. You, it's, it's, it's very easy to take a handle on. If you wait till your 40s, it's not. So is that when you started thinking about retirement well, in your 20s? Well, we are still under a traditional pension. Oh. One, but my husband is not. And here's the thing. I did not have this education, so no, hmm. I did not. But my children... 100% are. Yes. So with, I guess, retirement, you're saying investing is a big part of that. Do you mean, like, are you talking about like Roth IRAs here, S&P 500, just... 401ks. Ballpark. What is, what would you say most people should do? Well, it's going to depend on your, your individual circumstance. Um, and definitely, if you're at a company that offers a 401k, with the matching, you always want to put in as much as your company will match. That's going to be your number one. Um, and then you have to sit down and, you know, look at your future and, um, you know, it's an individualized situation, but you always are going to have to start very young putting in some type of retirement account, whether it is an IRA, a 401k, a 403b, it's going to depend on your personal situation. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I would imagine for most people, depending on what career they have, it's probably, there's no blueprint. Correct. For what it's gonna look like. But there'll be some retirement vehicle for you to put your investments into. As long as you do something, but rather than nothing. And within those vehicles, 403B, 401K, you will be able to invest in mutual funds stocks, whatever it is that you choose. Mm -hmm. Yes. So basically what I'm getting from you right now is that a lot of it isn't as complicated as it's made out to be, but it can be a lot harder if you wait way too long to do it. It can be impossible if you wait too long. Impossible. Impossible. Hmm. So if you wait too long. So like along those same lines, when you're talking about like all these things that we need to like kind of teach students more about. Are these things you are interested in teaching in like a new class? Like, is there any dream classes you want to teach here at Loveland? Well, um, you know, again, I am super happy with what I'm teaching right now. I love my financial literacy. I love the marketing class. It's creative and exciting. Um, my core class of college study skills I have taught for years, but I still love that class. Um, we offer Microsoft certification now, which I've always wanted to have. I've not gotten to teach that yet, so um, I would love to teach that someday. 
Um, and I also have kind of always had a dream of having maybe a school store. Oh, I think that would be fun. That would be interesting. Huh? Um, I don't know if that's a possibility or how that would really work, but I just think that would be kind of a fun thing to do. Um, so we have a lot of classes here that I don't, because my schedule's full, don't necessarily get to teach, but um, would love to mm -hmm. teach them someday. Um, the only one right now that we don't have is maybe potentially to have a store. So I remember like way back in, I think it might have been in like fifth and sixth grade, and I don't know if this is the same idea that you have. We used to have this, um, it was right next to the gym. They would sell like, I think it was like t-shirts, little mm -hmm. like uh, eraser caps or like yeah. gum or something. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming you want it to be a little bit bigger than that. Yeah. But would you want it to be something that's like student led? Would it be yep. like some oh, merchandise? Like an entrepreneurship tickets? store. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So have it, has it been implemented anywhere else around here? Oh, yeah. Else? Lots of schools have them. Hmm. Mm -hmm. They run it like an entrepreneurship class or entrepreneurship and marketing can both be involved. Yeah. So yeah. do you like have that as a project for one of your classes? Yeah, to do? it would okay. be. A, yeah. Mm -hmm. That would really be something. I would like yeah. to see that happen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you were talking about this a little bit earlier before the interview. If you could do anything to your classroom, I guess, because we have goals that we want to do for this just to kind of create an atmosphere. Do you think that that's important for a classroom just to have a, I guess, yeah, a welcoming atmosphere something that's conducive to learning? Is yes. there something that you would want to change with where you are now to make that happen? Yeah, so I think you can teach in any atmosphere and you can make anything work. But as a teacher, you always have fantasies of, you know, having the perfect environment. Um, you know, it's not going to make or break your class. I think you and your students make or break your class. So, you know, I could teach anywhere um, and still make it a great class. But if I had my fantasy, um, you know, I would like the classroom to be, you know, more flexible, uh, a more flexible arrangement a more casual type environment where we could move things around, be mostly because I teach multiple types of classes. I have technology classes, I have marketing class where we need to do more group work, um, I have the college study skills where it's a lot of conversation that happens, um, and um, you know, where we need to move around and I could use more wall space, you know, so just a more flexible space. Um, places where people could um, go off to the side and have a space to um, film their commercials for marketing, things of that nature. So um, maybe like a little breakout room like this. So that would be kind of my fantasy space. But we make it work. Oh, yeah, I agree. I mean, I've been yeah. in classes. You do yeah. absolutely make it work. Well, thank you. Well, there is a famous quote from a Chinese philosopher that says, Someone who is smart knows others, but one who is enlightened knows themselves. And we're going to see how well you know yourself oh, today. Geez. So we're going to read off some quotes to you, and we're going to see if you know if you said them or if they are a lyric from a rap song. Oh, jeez. Okay. okay. All right. So our first quote is, I'm not a businessman. I'm a businessman. I did not say that. Okay, well done. That was... Jay-Z on Kanye West's Diamonds from Sierra Leone, released in 2005. Next one is early morning brainstorming, normally I can't sleep in. I don't think I said that. Oh, you're good at this. That was <laughs> Lil Baby off the recently released track Hurricane. All right. We also have I'm Coinbased, 
basically cryptocurrency Scarface. I did not say that. Correct, that was not. I'm sorry, not sorry. Alright, um, let's see. Ooh, this one will be tough. Financial freedom is my only hope. I did not say that. Oh my, this is impossible. <laughs> that was also Jay-Z off the story of OJ. Okay, one last one. This one, okay, you should be able to get this one. Class dismissed. Hmm. Maybe that might have been me. No, I don't typically say things like that, though. Is that your final answer? It's, I don't. I don't think that was me. You went five for five. I gotta give it. That was. It wasn't a rapper, but that was Diamond David Lee Roth. Okay. But yeah, I'm, I, you're right. I've never heard. Oh yeah, I'm like that just doesn't sound like me. Not at all, so no. <laughs> I'm like I'm not usually a class dismissed kind of person. Oh no. I'm like, have a good day. See you later. Enjoy your lunch. Exactly. <laughs> well, this has gone on for around 23 minutes. Mrs. Viox, we thank you so much for your time. We are very glad that you are our first guest. And potentially we'll have you return if you want. I love doing this. It was very fun, yeah. Well, Thank thanks. You. I'm very proud of you guys. I think this is awesome. So good luck with if your you podcast. Had, if you had a benediction to give to the audience right now. Well, I'd say go and be your best self. Short and sweet. And I have a great it. day. Perfect. <laughs>
when she was going, you know, into into her adult life, that she liked people-to-people interaction. That was one of her main draws to the sales job, and it still is one of the main draws to her teaching job that she has today. So having self-awareness to see what job you have and how it fits into your life at the time, I think is just as important as any other plan that you could have for a career. Because a career, I think it gets misconstrued with the same meaning as job. Because, you know, I mean, I've had three different jobs to this point. Granted, one of them was only one day long. But (laughs) nonetheless, I've had three jobs. And, you know, I guess as long as I've been working, I would count that my career. So, yeah, that was the other takeaway is that, you know, careers and jobs aren't always the same thing. And just another side note about Mrs. Viox, I just would like to add that I think her commitment to connecting with students beyond the classroom is part of what makes her such an amazing person and why I had her on the show because she she always connects with her students on a personal level and I think that is very very conducive to a productive learning environment so another shout out to Mrs. Viox for going on the show and being an amazing person so that's going to be enough for us today I'm hope I hope that you guys took away as much as we did from this You know, I'm really excited to where this is going. I can't wait to see what happens with this. And, well, I can't wait to have you guys go on this journey with Tiger Zinc and with Budding Business. So, that's enough for me. Go ahead. Make the most out of the day. Carpe diem. 